Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James, he, him. I'm a queer political activist, actor, comedian, self-proclaimed sexy blurred. That's a um, black nerd. And each week, I'm joined in the corner by other fabulous minorities and some allies tackling the news, pop culture, politics, media, entertainment, and history with a little self-care, self-love sprinkled throughout, all for our own personal and collective empowerment. It's a brand new episode of Minority Corner, and Julia Hardy is back. Because the Rona made it so the original scheduled guest just, uh, it's tough times. It's tough times out there. But Julia has stepped in, and boy, am I glad that she did, because uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today. A lot of good stuff. Like, have you all seen Netflix's Q-Force? Ooh, it is like nothing I've ever seen before. Queer spies. Let's go. But let's not go to Texas. Texas is having a wild time. We're going to talk about some of the wild laws that recently passed in Texas. That, uh, what is going on down there? We discuss. And then in the main corner, I have my tactics for dealing with challenging people who trigger you in your life. It might be coworkers, it might be family members. I've had some situations happen to me recently in regards to the California recall, and I've also realized in just other ways as well. So we're going to talk about the California recall as well, but all in all, going to give you some amazing tactics and tips for dealing with people who challenge and trigger you because it's going to happen. That is just the thing of life, but all we can control is our response and how we move through it. So I've got some tactics and be sure to stick around at the very, very end because in the actual corner, I forgot to tell you how to possibly resolve that conflict with that person who's triggering you. But I do give you the tactics for dealing with it internally and how to move forward. Uh, And then all the excitement, forgot to tell you how to possibly confront that person or how to give that feedback back to that person uh, who did trigger you. And that will be at the very, very end when we close out the show. But before that, going all over the place, we have our spoiler-free review of Marvel's Shang-Chi. Yes, I've seen it not only once, but twice. And in fact, I dragged Julia to go see it with me. I don't think I actually had to drag her. She went very much willingly. It's amazing. Spoiler-free. Just our emotions, our thoughts, and why we're so excited about it and why you should be too. All that and so much more on an all-new Minority Corner happening right now. It's time to learn, laugh, and play. Let's go. Hey, Julia. Hey, James. <laughs> ah, you're in the studio. You're in the official Minority know, Corner studio. I made it. You did. In the big city. You're not. Yeah. Uh, sidebar. We're just gonna. All the things are coming out on the table. Julia's terrified of driving the city. Yes. <laughs> I love it so much because I think as I, I've lived in New. I lived in New York. Not to be like, oh, I lived in New York, but no. I lived in New York. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so I just think of like San Francisco, it's literally like seven by seven miles. Uh, uh-huh. And it's just, it's like a giant fishing village. And 
you're only going to be really going in three by three of those miles because you're not going out to the Sunset or the Richmond. No offense right. anybody lives out there, but... I'm not used to so many one-way streets. That's the oh, thing. okay, yeah. I'm like, it's going to sneak up on me. <laughs> <laughs> and you you take one wa- wrong one-way turn, and it takes a long time to get back. Yeah, yeah, so that's what happens. So there's good news to that. Well, Julia, thank you for stepping in, uh, not like as a last-minute guest co-host, but as a last-minute guest co-host. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> And the uh, how the sausage is made, because originally our guest was supposed to come by, and this is the world of the pandemic. Yes. Uh, the Pandemola Anderson, or the Patty <laughs> Mayonnaise. That's a new one I was thinking. Yeah. Doug, the, but, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the Patty Mayonnaise is doing her thing, and uh, I disclosed to the guest who was supposed to come over, she's going to be on a later show, I disclosed to her, I was like, hey, just to give you a heads up, like, I went to a Beyonce dance party vaccination required uh, and masks were required as well right and because you have to you know I feel like letting people know what you've been up to it's like you know disclosing transparency and then people can make their own decisions what they wanted to she was not comfortable with it and so we just decided okay we'll just do like a different episode Um, but on the plus side I got to hang out with Julia today and we went to go see (laughs) Shang-Chi which we're gonna talk about later on so it's all great but anyways and I will say going to that Beyonce dance party it's interesting I have I have this weird thing about crowds. Like, I just stuck to the perimeter. Right. It was a very right. interesting. Have you been in any crowded places? Yeah, for Pride, I was in an outdoor crowded place yeah. here in the city. And it. I felt like a lot of people just had anxious looks on their yeah. face. So, yeah. you know, I was just trying to transmit that cool, calm, collected vibe. But. Meanwhile, you're freaking out. Like, <laughs> I, I, know, like, I can't show it. <laughs> Good thing I got this mask yeah. on. Oh, yeah. man. But then usually, like, as the night goes on, you know, innovations get a little bit looser. But I still, like, there is, like, this thing in the back of my head. I can't, like, some people are wowing out. And I'm like, wow, I can't quite do that. There's still, you know, the uh, (laughs) Patricia Mayonnaise is still doing her thing. Right. Uh, (laughs) Spreading her dug around. I don't know if that works. I think that's (laughs) taking it to a nasty turn. So, anyways, but I just, and I think this was, was, uh, I wanted to share that because, you know, with the listeners, like, as you're, connecting with people mm-hmm. and it kind of reminds me of just similar like having to share like like when I'm about to hook up with somebody as my therapist says before you get into the bed you say when your last HIV STI screening yes. was yes because by the time you do it if you're like oh my <laughs> it's too late it's too late but it's kind of reminding me of just like okay I have had practice of like having to like disclose you know exactly medical and health you know, information respect for yourself establishing boundaries mm-hmm. and respect mm-hmm. for the community and yeah, other people because exactly. everyone has like a different a different boundary okay we're gonna switch to something lighter and gayer and yes. cuter you're like give it to me we're gonna bounce all around and then we're gonna go to a dark place so i want to give you something good okay and then we're gonna do something dark <laughs> I'm just going to keep you all over the place. There is a new animated Netflix show that has, I am, some shows are so good that, like, I don't want to binge through it. I'm, like, savoring it because it's only 10 episodes, Mm -hmm. and then I have to wait another year, you know? Uh, It's called Q-Force. Have you heard of Q-Force? No. (sighs) Julia, hold on to your butt. Like, (laughs) I didn't know I needed this little animated adult comedy. Q-Force stands for... Queer Force. Of course. Yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's so good. They're gay spies. 
<gasps> it's the thing that I always in my mind like I always will, like I would love to see like gay spies one yeah. day or like be an actor in a gay spy movie yeah. and it's animated that's what they are they're the queer force and uh, it's Sean Hayes is the lead character for it nice uh, Wanda Sykes is also on the Q force Ooh. yes and then what's her name Ooh, Lori Metcalf is that a person that's... she was in she was the villain in Scream 2 she was on Roseanne she played Roseanne's sister oh my goodness is that okay, her name I, kn- I don't know her name oh. but I know I wanted to, I'm going to Google Lori Metcalf and see who pops up. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm having. I got it. Lori Metcalf for wow. the win. Oh, look at you. Take me on all the, the pop culture. <laughs> I mean, when would this ever come in handy? Right. Except when you're on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's also on it. Nice. Um, and the jokes, you love it. It's there's two, th- two ways that I feel three ways that you would love this show. One, if you're queer, queer adjacent, mm-hmm. or like connected or like queer things. Yeah. If you live in LA, because it's set in West Hollywood, and okay. some of the jokes are like, so he's trying not to get a parking ticket, and there's like seven signs, and he's like, uh, okay, I think I won't get a ticket. And his <laughs> car still gets like towed. But I'm just like, oh my God, like, yeah. <laughs> only people who so like. So many signs. There's so many signs. And the jokes are like one of the characters' name is Twink, and they are a drag queen who can like they're your master of disguise. Like they're Ooh, like course, literally like, I gotta go undercover and they become like Ariana Grande. <laughs> it is just so good. And like I just I didn't know I ever need there's animated gay sex in it. It's oh, just wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I highly recommend. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought I would I just I'm like, wow, this is where we are. Animation, gain it up, gay spies, here for it. Yeah. I warned you that we were going to go to a dark place. Oh, yes. (laughs) It's been a really wild time in Texas recently. Yes. (laughs) And I think that we maybe had this false hope. We were like, this last election, I mean, it's looking a little purple, you know, we're really getting there. And it makes sense, like a lot of, especially because of the pandemic pocket, um, (laughs) you have, you know, younger millennials and 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 more liberal people who are leaving the city because they're like i can work anywhere now right or, um and so people are just kind of or it's too expensive to live in these right. cities yeah. you know and so people are leaving and that's also helping the and i think people are also evolving because media is growing and it's representations that helps mm-hmm. people to see like oh gay people aren't scary right like it helps like seeing those visual representations like it it matters um as gina davis says if she can see it she can be it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh my gosh she's my hero (laughs) she is my hero (laughs) oh you watched that documentary yes oh let's circle back we'll we'll, we'll circle back to that yeah Mm -hmm. okay great all right so um there are a bunch of bills. So Texas I uh, put a lot of terrible bills into place. 666 new laws, which is interesting. Ooh. Weird. <laughs> Y'all didn't want to round up or down? I right. feel like sometimes the far right dance is really close to the devil. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that be coming up, and I don't want a devil point, but... Right. <laughs> Cause you know, that you point in the devil, you, you point that devil <laughs> finger back at one person. Right. Three yeah. more pointing back at you. <laughs> and three plus three is. <laughs> <laughs> six. 
god. Yeah. Um, so here's some of the hits that you've missed, if you weren't aware, because there was the horrific anti-abortion law that was just recently passed. Yes. There's also a permitless carry. So, which I don't know who was asking for that, but Texans 21, Texans 21 or older no longer need a permit to carry a handgun, Whoa. either openly or concealed, so long as they're not otherwise prohibited to do so by law. So you can just Whoa. keep going. And what's wild about this is that the police unions uh, from major Texas cities were opposed to this. So, you know, huh. like the police aren't even down with this. They're usually a powerful force of... No, they like, I thought blue lives matter or something, unless it's like what they want to (laughs) them out. This is the Second Amendment, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But again, like, these are again these things that are just similar to, like, you know, these are these political football issues that Mm -hmm. the far right continues to use to like fear monger. And so it is like the Second Amendment or like, you know, bathroom bills and things like that. Uh, Like, they don't really care about a lot of these things. It's just how they are trying to. Coalesce their their power as opposed yeah. to like listening to the direction of where people are actually going. It is moving in a direction. Right. Um, they also have their anti anti racism law. So social studies curricula can no longer include discussions about systemic racism. What? <laughs> I don't know how you talk about history at what? all. Yeah, yeah, they're not allowed. Um, so you can't really talk about slavery or segregation. <laughs> What are you going to talk about when you get, I don't understand. Yeah. They're like, well, let's learn about the sock hop. Right. And Columbus ice cream landed, parlors. And then, and then um, <laughs> we elected our first black president. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good luck. Oh, gosh, these Texan kids. Like, this is going to be so wild. And what's so sad, these are future voters. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, if you're not learning the history of that, like, you know, a lot of folks who are in Texas who, um, you know, they'll say, like, who are, are, are multi-generational, who their families have been there for so long. They're right. like, I'll never forget, Eva Longoria was like, we didn't cross the border. The border crossed us. She was like, my family right. for four generations were already there. It was Mexico. Right. And then, and so then people would think to vote differently about building a wall because they're like, well, what wall? Like, this was already, right. they were already here. And then there's the 1836 Project. Not the good one that you're thinking mm. of. Not to be mm. confused with the 1619 project. Right. Ugh, I oh. just hate how they really always try to like take the work of the oppressed and use it for their own, you know? And so this is an example. So it's reframing history of the United States around the first. Um, it's it's reframing. So what they're doing is I uh, Texas Republicans are, are putting in the 1836 project. Um, essentially, it centers on the year Texas gained its independence from Mexico. But this sort of, you know, is going to gloss over the different aspects of the state's history that would be like, you know, racist. Like what happened to like the indigenous people? Right. And like, uh, you know, they very uh, um, quickly after... The Constitution of, the, of uh, Texas was passed in 1836. Um, it, they legalized slavery and excluded indigenous people from gaining independence. Uh. So, like, were you just going to gloss over that? So, you know, My. they're criminalizing homeless encampments. Um, there's the Star Spangled Banner Protection Act. So it requires pro sports team to play the national anthem before games or lose their state funding. 
Whoa. These are like draconian laws. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, and you, what happens if you don't, like, you know, put your hand over your heart? Like, right. are you getting carted off or fine? Um, not included in this article, at least. I know that they're... Um, I'm pretty sure there's so many of these laws. I'm sure there's one that is prohibiting people from being able to vote. Like, I think there's one where they like limiting the amount of time you have to vote. So like there's no more 24 hour stations. It's limiting um, who can uh, do mail in ballots. So just a lot of this, you know, granting people access to voting. Right. That's being lowered. Like Texas is like wild and out like they're like this is this is a lot. Um, and then the abortion uh, ban that just happened. So um, after six weeks, you cannot get an abortion. Exa- yeah, which... <laughs> Who... I, sometimes people are like months pregnant and they didn't even exactly. know. Exactly. And then it gets worse. So uh, citizens, everyday citizens are now able to file lawsuits against anyone who performs, receives, or aids the process of an abortion. So if you're a Lyft or an Uber driver, you could also be fined. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And um, it's you get um, the offers go for $10,000. So if you were to like see you're like, oh, my name, it's like like, it's the Salem witch trials all over again. Yes, exactly. Um, My neighbor, um, I think she wants to have an abortion and you would turn her in. Right. And then you get ten thousand dollars so people are essentially yeah, the becoming... bounty yeah what the that actual is... fuck <laughs> yeah and yes going to and i don't know one of the things that really makes me mad in all of these discussions is there's never really a discussion about the person who got the woman yeah. pregnant the... oh yeah yeah like mm-hmm. no culpability you just like take off and it's just all on the woman and six weeks i mean so, most women don't know they're pregnant after six weeks, like unless you're planning it. And even then, it's horrible. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's pretty. It's it's so it's like <laughs> it's it's so frustrating of 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 all this. And the I don't know. I'm just at I'm at. It's just like when you think that we're done with, we're like, oh, right. the Republicans, they're dying out. Yeah. It's no, no. And it's also just such hypocrisy because, you know, there was so much like, I'm not going to wear a mask. This is my body, my face. Oh, and right. yet yes. your body, I'm going to tell you what to do with, you know, it's. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend of mine who she thought she was, she the, you got to read those protest signs because sometimes you just think like, oh, it's a protest. It's probably uh-huh. something liberal that I would enjoy. And it was like, right. my body, my choice. And she was like, honk, honk, honk. And then it was an anti-masker. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. They're co-opting our language, yeah. our projects. Mm-hmm. Like, they just seem like they're like the most like uh, uh, oppressed people, you know. Ugh. And then the, here's the thing that I don't ever understand is that like, this is the thing, like, it'd be one thing if we had a society that supported and gave a fuck about children, mm-hmm. right? We don't. We absolutely don't. Like, we're like, oh, we have to get vaccinated because kids can't. Like, if that should have been enough to get make everybody be like, okay, right. I'm going to go get a vaccine because, you know, kids aren't able to do it. And I want to be able to protect the children. No, they're right. not flying fuck about it. Like, no, my my kid's choice to be able to get that, to get the, get COVID. Like, okay, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And there's this one parent who was like, uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, like my kid likes wearing the mask because he thinks he's a ninja, but whatever. He doesn't know it's better for him. And like the kid likes wearing the mask. Like, leave it, like it doesn't. And then it's also too, it's like, 
you know, we went to school during Columbine. They're, like, you know, and just with Sandy Hook, like, mm-hmm. where were the adults to protect us? Like, right. or, or even just like, you know, um, if we had like better like adoption services, it's so expensive. Kids get caught up in the system. We don't even like help parents who need help to raise children, which is so expensive. Exactly. So it's like, why not put the effort and energy into saying like, you have to have this baby. Well, how are you going to help support if exactly. this baby is here? We don't exactly. have a society and culture to help it. Right. Like, any of like, you know, welfare programs or giving mm-hmm. like, you know, six months maternity leave. We're doing nothing, nothing. to help anybody. Mm-hmm. And so when someone's trying to do the thing that's right for them and, and their life, like, Right. It's, it's pretty insane. I know. It's pro-life up until the baby is out. Yes. And then... We don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cutting educational programs. Yes. Like, y'all don't give a flying fuck right. about children. Not right. at all. Like, so... Well, anyways, Texas, get your shit together. Yeah. Really. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel I feel sad for like any of my friends who like live there and I'm like, what are you doing there? But I'm also like, you have to stay there and you have to vote and you have to get everybody there to vote. So like everybody, even if you don't live in Texas, like give senators money like we've got to change the beat around over there. But Yeah, I know. I mean, the larger issue, I think, is that Texas, just like California, so big, too big for its britches. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of people to represent, yeah. you know, one. Uh, and it is a lot. It, it, you're absolutely right. And we'll put a pin in California because we have very similar sort of things happening in mm. the state of California, yes. which we'll get to in my corner because it connects to uh, my advice that I have for people out there. But so you uh, you and I both watched this documentary that we both would recommend. Well, I would recommend. I don't know. I feel like you would. I would recommend it to <laughs> anyone like who cares about women (laughs) (laughs) very pointed there is like one woman in your life that you care about and even if there's not you want to open your mind to it a hundred percent uh it's i called this changes everything Mm -hmm. uh it's a a deep look at gender disparity in hollywood came out in 2000 I guess it came out in 2019. It's interesting watching it now, and it came like on the heels of hashtag Me Too. Right. Um, and it's interesting to watch it now because I think in just these past two years, I think there's already been some changes that are, are happening. And and the film kind of walks through just like the lack of like female directors and women behind the scenes, right. and just uh, it came from I think the people behind it were also um, uh, from the. I feel like Gina Davis had a huge hand in it. I'm yeah. not sure if the Gina Davis Institute was behind yeah, it. Yeah, because they did a lot of the research. Yes. Yeah, the, a, the doc. Yeah. A lot of those alarming facts. And I told Julia, I was like, Julia, you should watch this documentary. And you're like, okay. And I get a text from Julia, and she's like, this is making me so sad and angry. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, because, and one of the things Gina Davis points out in the documentary is how this is a reoccurring issue. Like, this is not the first time we're talking about women behind the camera and you know it goes like back into the first women who were in the director's academy Mm -hmm. and it's just like the same song and dance over again over and over again so uh, you know because i just hope that we have continued attention to this yeah you know because it's sort of like and I just hope it's not this like reoccurring fad, you know, yeah. like, Oh my God, we have to get women. And then you look at the numbers 
uh, at the end of the year, seeing how many directors there actually were, and it's just like, you know, how much of this is lip service, but the fact that they are tracking this data, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like, it's all about the data. It so. is? Oh my <laughs> God, that's all jobs mm-hmm. care about now. It's like, even at my company, it's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but what's the data? Yeah, and you could show them, look, this is how many, and it, you know, if you have daughters, watching even cartoons that are contemporary right you know, it's, yeah. it was, i was shocked the lack and i remember even just kind of growing up it always kind of bothered me in my like mind i just was always so annoyed it was like like so they were like we have a diverse team and it'd be like women there'd be like one woman on a team of like six people mm-hmm. and there'd be like one black guy maybe like a latino or an asian guy and then like three white guys and then a woman I don't know if that adds up to five, but whatever. Um, but like, I was just like, we have the what, like, woman, even though they make up over 50% of the population, right. was always like, oh, look, there's a woman yeah. on the team. And like, you know, the one character, like, I, there was a dad who was like, I had to stop showing my kids The Muppet Show because Miss Piggy was like the only yeah. female character. Yeah. In it. Like, and how these female cartoons and Muppets and everything are sexualized mm. and you know, the costumes they're put in, you know, so that was really jarring to me. And I watched this with my mom. Oh, yeah. um, Because, you know, as a woman who, you know, wants like has worked in the TV industry and is like trying to like get back into it and just has faced a lot of, you know, closed doors um, and being dismissed. I felt like my mom always had this attitude like, oh, if you know, just you can create it, you can do anything. And just so it was nice to be able to show her, like, this is what it was like for me Um, growing up mm -hmm. as a little black girl, like watching all of these cartoons and like not seeing Mm -hmm. myself, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't see it. So it didn't seem possible for me to achieve certain things. And so, yeah, that was just very (laughs) touching. I I cried a lot during Uh, it, but I'm, I'm so glad it exists. Yeah. Well, again, like that thing, that quote keeps coming back to me. If you can see it, you can be it. And it's so, and this is, it was like, it was sort of putting the thing, everything that I always knew feeling. It's like representation, it comes back on this podcast so much. Like why we talk about it so much representation. Absolutely. It does matter. And it makes, it makes an impact. And then it was also interesting, like you were touching on is like the history that there were women in the old days of Hollywood that yeah. were making movies. And then right. they just got shut out of the unions, the director's guild, the union started shutting them out. Right. And then even when you go back into like, again, like you said, it's the same song and dance that we've heard over and over again. Like when Thelma and Louise broke through, people mm-hmm. were like, women are now like leading yeah. movies and directing movies. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, here it goes. And then nothing really happened. Right. And then it really wasn't until like Catherine Bigelow. And then- I was, yeah. <laughs> have to mention Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. Right. I feel like this Catherine Bigelow and then Ava DuVernay like, you know, came in. Mm-hmm. I wish that Ava DuVernay was in that documentary. They reference her, but they, she, they didn't get an interview oh, with right. her. Yeah. That was my one thing. But the, Shonda Rhimes as well, who is yeah. this huge pioneer of just like really changing, you know, what television looks like having a diverse cast and that mm-hmm. like, yeah, she sleeps with a guy like Grey's Anatomy, Grey's yeah. Anatomy one night stand goes off to the the day before her first like day at her big internship. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how she had pitched that and a lot of 
I guess execs didn't like that. They're like, oh, this is so unattractive. What woman would behave this way? Yeah, they're like, she's not likable. Yeah. You know? Like, she has to be like this cookie cutter sort of image of things. Right. And it's like, no, this is just how human beings are mm-hmm. and operate. Yeah. And I find that, honestly, like when there are women at the helm, and I think the data also shows is that things tend to get more diverse. That right. when there are women at the helm, even if it's white women, it just, and your storytelling will get better when there's exactly. just more people there and the, there's there's more that you can pull from there's more creative ideas um everything just is, is it's so much more interesting and you just have a, i remember this when i anytime i the my least favorite when i was at ucb uh not uc berkeley upright citizens brigade okay. um different <laughs> it's very confusing oh god um but uh because we went to ucsc um and the worst comedy teams or the teams that were just like not funny mm-hmm. to me were the ones that was just like five white guys or even just like five white anything. Mm-hmm. And because their comedy was just all the same, but the the more diverse teams, right, they had different things to pull from where right. it's like this person can have like a do a Tyra Banks joke that I get. And then this person, and then you have these energies and these personalities colliding. And then that's where the energy comes right, from. It's, exactly. it's just more interesting. Yeah. More nuances. Yes. So this changes everything. Highly recommend mm-hmm. getting that. And it'll be interesting to see the different things that have changed because there's been a lot of like female like directors, like the director of Black Widow is, is a right. uh, female. Um, yeah. Chloe Zhao, who's directing the Eternals movie. Mm-hmm. There's just more, you know, uh, it's interesting. Just the last two years, I think a little bit more has, has changed and evolved. Yeah. Keep it going. Okay, well, on that note, we're going to switch it on over. We're going to completely change gears, and I'm going to give you all some advice for dealing with people in your life who trigger you and how to approach them so you can be the best, healthiest you while still doing the work. Soylent, Soylent, go and get you some Soylent. Soylent, the original food tech company, makes delicious and nutritious nutrition products in conventional formats. I've been talking about it here for a while, and I've really enjoyed the complete protein one. It's a delicious, rich, and creamy, plant-based, high-protein nutritious shake. It's got 30 grams of plant-based protein up in it. It's got a bunch of essential nutrients, 39 to be exact zero grams of total sugars and it's got this well balanced with all this other things that i really cannot pronounce in it but i was satisfied i thought it was great it was very delicious especially on my way to the gym because you know your boy likes to stay yoked up as the kids say or there's definitely been times in the morning where i'm just like uh I don't have time or sometimes I just don't feel hungry in the mornings but I know I want to eat something because I know that I will then get hangry if I don't and so it's been a nice little drink on the go uh, as I go from the kitchen to my desk here as I work from home sometimes you just don't have time it's like do I want to wake up early and make a big breakfast or do I just want to grab my soylent and I definitely have been choosing the latter giving me some extra time to get some Z's I've enjoyed it. It sure as heck beats fast food or ordering out. It's been a nice, there's no cooking, there's no cleanup. It's quick, it's easy. So if you would like to try a Soylent, go to Soylent.com minority and use code minority to get 25% off your first order. That's Soylent.com minority and it's code minority for 20% off your first order. 
podcast fan, we'd like to get a better idea of who you are and what you care about. So we have a quick favor to ask. If you have a few minutes to spare, please go to MaximumFun.org slash ad survey. There, we've got a short anonymous survey that will take about five minutes to fill out. Plus, if you finish it, you'll get a 10% discount on merch at the MaxFun store. MaxFun shows have always relied on support from our members and always will. This survey will help keep the few ads we do run interesting and relevant to you. That's MaximumFun.org slash ad survey. A-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y. All one word. And thanks for your help. Do 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 yeah. So it's currently Labor Day weekend, and I feel like I haven't done this in a while. I've just you know given some tactile advice and guidance, something that has really helped me recently in situations of dealing with you know people who trigger me in particular, family members, which mm. sometimes they just yeah. know all the right chords and things to hit. They know the right buttons because they installed them. They whoa! Yep. Take notes, everybody. <laughs> Julie has got some notes for you too. <laughs> oh, it's so true. And then what happens is, is we just get into these patterns and cycles of mm-hmm. behavior, and yep. you have to interrupt it. Um, and it feels weird and different um, because you're not used to going down that pathway. You right. know, you're breaking that cycle, and so it'll feel a little weird, feel a little different. So my anecdote for this is we have a recall happening in California. Yes. It's full of bullshit. Full of a huge waste of money. <laughs> waste of money and time. Uh, can we, you know, make sure the state is doing okay as we're still, you know, surviving right. this once in a millennia, you know, uh, pandemonium that is happening. Um, no, we're going to have this, this recall here. So... There's a recall happening. If you're in California and you haven't voted, oh, like myself, I meant to put my mail. I was going to mail it in before I recorded this podcast <laughs> so I could be like, all right, everybody, you haven't done it yet. Well, I'm talking to me. You have until September 14th to either go in person to mail to to vote or you should have already gotten your mail in ballot by this point. So I was listening to a report about the recall and I didn't realize how confusing the recall could actually be because that's politics they mm. like to get you nice and confused. Right. And so one California has one of the lowest thresholds for recall. It which does. Is why we have them so often. <laughs> yeah. It's so annoying. It's like we we have recalls every 6 years aka elections. Mm-hmm. That's what a fucking election is, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So when you go back to like how Arnold Schwarzenegger ended up, I thought the way it originally was, and this is not how it works, so just be prepared. This is not right, but this is how I thought it was, is um, it's there's first a recall vote. Do you want to vote yes on a recall, no on the recall? And then it would go to a second. If it did pass, like, oh, there's going to be a recall, there would then be an election. Mm. No, it happens in one, the same ballot, all in one fell swoop. Yep. Um. So that's a lot. And so the the reason, so in the last recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, what way he was able to win is uh, it was very, people were very confused. So it was like, you want to recall Gary Davis, yes or no. Um, there was also the lieutenant governor who was also on the ballot who was a Democrat. And so some people were voting um, uh, no on the recall and then didn't vote for anybody on the ballot as like a second choice um some people just really wanted the lieutenant governor and they were like fuck gary fuck gary 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 davis gray davis great governor davis Davis. governor davis (laughs) 
G Davis. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were just like, fuck that guy. Like, let's get him out. And so they were like, yeah, let's vote for lieutenant governor. Yes on the recall. No lieutenant governor. Um, and so it just was very confusing. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, won with, like, you don't even have to have that much no. of the vote. And so in this case, it's even crazier because currently right now, there are, like, 40 candidates mm-hmm. on. You could win with, like, 7% of the vote. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. And one of the leading candidates, I don't even know his name, but he's like pro-Trump, thinks like he wants to repeal any mass mandates or anything like that. Mm. Like just, he thinks he thought the election, he believes in the big lie uh, that the election was stolen. Um, So like, this is just like the last thing that we really need now. Um, And you know, um, cute ass governor, he's good. You know, should he have gone to French Laundry? No. No, he should not have. But, like, that's where so much of this, like, that's his biggest fucking scandal is, like, he went to uh, a dinner at French Laundry. Right. I remember the middle of, that. In the height. Yeah. Like, things had just gotten started. I, I was talking to someone who said uh, they were also upset with how he's responded to, like, brush control for the fires and things like that. How... Hmm. We could have avoided some of these if we had had proper forest maintenance, but I have enough done any to research reco- on enough- that. I'm like, oh, I did not hear that. So, uh, like, like I don't know enough to read. He's halfway through his term. If you right. don't like him, we'll just vote for somebody else in the next <laughs> go around. Like halfway through, it yeah. just I don't feel like I I don't know enough about those the brush. To be like, ooh, I know. <laughs> ooh, this is your fault. Like, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a bigger mess than just him. Like three right. years I in, mean, it's global warming. There's global warming. So. There was also a guy who was in charge before him. Yeah, like, there's I mean, just, yeah. So, all that is the setup for. I heard all this information, and on a text thread, I wanted to make sure I'm. I consider myself to be one of the most informed people in my like immediate family. Okay. And I always like to keep people up to date of just like, hey, just making sure people are voting and, you know, getting information out there. And I heard this and I was very alarmed. And so on a group text, I just sent out some information of like, hey, I just want to make sure everybody has like um, their uh, ballot already. Um, if you haven't received your ballot, I can help you try to figure out where to get it and just keep them up to date. And I said, yeah, you know, explain them pretty much everything I just explained said to you of like how the recalls work, that it's very easy for any one of these 40 candidates, you know, to win. Um, And uh, we don't want to end up with the Trump-like character in our own, in our own state. Right. Because it's my family. Like there's not a Trump supporter in, in, in eyesight, uh, in the bloodline. And uh, just sent that out and then got a really jarring text message from like my brother and he was just like, dude, this is really inappropriate for you to be telling us how to vote. And Whoa. yeah. And it was just sort of like, uh, what? Like that wasn't telling anybody how to vote. Yeah. Um, I did say similar to I do do text banking and I did invite. I said, I hope you'll join me uh, in, in, in voting no on the recall. But it was just an invitation. I wasn't saying it was like, you know, you're a fucking adult. I can't right. tell you how to vote. Right. Like. And just sharing my information and uh-huh. like, when do we as my family not talk about, you know, yeah. who we're voting for? We're not 
I mean, this doesn't sound like a dinner party with some. Thank strange. you. And also, it's like we're black. We don't have any options. There's usually one thing for us to all vote for, and that's yeah. it. Like, there's not not a lot of options for us to get down in the weeds and debate about. It was very jarring to get that text message. And my gut reaction, because this is my brother, I was so triggered by this. And I want, I had so many things that I wanted to say and defend myself, right? Because I also have learned to, you know, defend, I can be very defensive because Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm being attacked and just my survival brain kicks in. Right. And I was very triggered. And I was so pissed and I decided to do the opposite to what I normally would have wanted to do. And instead, I went back to that Oprah book that I read, What Happened to Him? And I was like, oh, he's hurting. And so I realized that he was hurting. And instead, I was like, let me kill him with kindness. And even though, like, through this kindness, I was like, "Mm, you know. (laughs) So I sent a text that I said, I was like, I know that you're hurting and I'm here to talk if you ever want to talk. Okay. And that's what nice. I sent. And yeah. I'm sure that probably, <laughs> he was like, oh, how did he send this to me? Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, so I sent that. I just, I, I did, I did the opposite. Good. And it was in similar last time you were on here, it didn't have that like, you know, emotional hangover afterwards right. from like going back. And I also didn't give, you know, and some people are bullies and, and some exactly. people you have bullies in your life. And I didn't give this bully that fight back that they had wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when and when I, I Michelle Obama did, I went high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so there's something else that's been very helpful in that process to how did I get there? But then I did still have like hurt feelings afterwards, right? Because I felt very attacked, and this is yeah. a pattern of behavior from someone in my life that I feel right. like. I get attacked by right and so there's a, a a process that I like to call so again the first step for me and and in the step process for when someone is uh triggering you to stop and say what happened to them you know and mm-hmm. going back to the 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 deep root of yes. it not just like oh, what is wrong with them not what's wrong but what happened to them right there is a cause of this behavior right um Every every antagonist has an origin story, you yes. know, as we saw in mm-hmm. Shang-Chi today. Oh. We'll get there. Um, and so that was the first process. I was able to ask what happened and then act in a place of compassion and saying, hey, you know that you're hurt and calling it out. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that was probably very jarring for, you know, my brother to be called out of like because that response was from pain of some sort. Right. right? Like being triggered by something that I said or, or jealous or that, oh, how can I, you know, trying to help guide the family mm. in decisions yeah, yeah, or yeah. stealing thunder or whatever else is going on. Right. So again, this is a pattern of behavior that I know from him and like group text messages. Sometimes he just, you know, decides to like today I'm a wild out on people. So, <laughs> you know, I stopped there and called out the behavior, but then I still was feeling some, some hurt. And there's a process that I'd like to share that is helpful with dealing with it. Cause it wasn't just like a one and done. I still had some like residual, like hurt feelings yeah. and yeah, from that course. experience. Um, and so Tara Brock, who is a really great uh, Buddhist pra- Buddhist practitioner, um, really great teacher, she has a process called RAIN, and this has been so helpful lately. Um, we've talked about it before in the podcast, but I love to always revisit it. And so RAIN is an uh, acronym. So R is recognize. So 
sometimes you know sometimes you're spiraling in mm-hmm. the situation even though it already happened yeah and you're spiraling you're reliving it or you're like oh i should have said this or oh i'm so hurt by that but and the first step is to just recognize what it is that you're feeling yeah and you just sort of stop and like oh oh what's i'm i'm i'm, I'm thinking about the situation over and over again i'm thinking about uh you know what i could have said uh, why they did this to me and then rack, just keep digging and digging and digging until you get to the feeling of it mm-hmm. and when I really really got to dig down oh I'm hurt oh I'm feeling really hurt by what you know just happened yeah. in that situation and then you recognize it and then you just allow it to be there you don't have to fix it you right. don't have to change it you just sort of sit there so you then allow the feeling just to be there. You don't have to fix it or change it. And I think that's a lot of times like we don't even realize what is bothering us. We just mm-hmm. are so upset and da da da. We don't realize like what is the feeling. And usually it's I'm hurt, I'm afraid, yeah. I'm disappointed. It's those really deep emotions. Right. And we get scared to go there because they're they're messy and, and you can't sometimes fix them. And you just have to allow, allow mm-hmm. it to be there. Yeah. And then the third step is to investigate. So you can kind of like tease it out a little bit more of like what that is. I don't know. I kind of breeze past that, th- that third one. I'm like, <laughs> I get it. I'm here. I don't need to investigate like, oh, I'm hurt. Like, um, But I guess part of it could even be digging in deeper into like, you know, maybe where my brother is coming from or even like some of where the triggers are. Right. So I can right. maybe understand like as when I investigate like, oh, I'm being triggered because of, you know, this past relationship. Like you start to kind of unpack some of your own triggers. Right. That way you can understand it too. Cause it's not all about, I don't have any control over the other person. Of course. But if I can sort of investigate, you know, what is happening and, and realizing what the connections are to how I got here. And then the fourth step is to nurture. So you nurture yourself. So that's mm-hmm. when, you know, the self care starts to come in yeah. and real nurturing. I don't mean just sitting on the couch, like right. eating bonbons <laughs> and like, you know, watching, I don't know, uh, <laughs> the Brady, very Brady sequel. I don't know. I- <laughs> Gilmore Girls is the correct answer. <laughs> Always Gilmore Girls. Right. But I don't know if that's necessary. That's going to just be numbing, right? Right. And so you want to go away from like things that numb or just like going out for a drink, but like doing things that will actually genuinely soothe. Read a Brene Brown book or like Mm, take a bath or go for a walk, do some writing or some journaling or workout or something that truly is nurturing for Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, And I use this and, and I've been using this process like more and more, even for situations at work. So again, that is rain recognize, allow, investigate, and nurture. Um, And then the last sort of offshoot, this is not really connected, but I'm gonna see if I can connect it, um, is that Tara Brock was also talking on one episode, just sort of this idea of um, enoughness. And I will, I'll link it in in, in the show notes, but she kind of was just talking about how Really, it's so much of like capitalism, not to go on the like, you know, ooh, that capitalism track. But (laughs) I, she said, you know, capitalism would fall on its knees if we believe what we had was enough. And that just was like, Wow. wow. Yeah. So much of this, of us being on this hamster wheel, is Mm -hmm. because we're trying to get that next thing. Yeah. Well, yes. You know what my mantra is. Fuck burn capitalism. <laughs> Fuck capitalism. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy, no. <laughs> it's on your shirt. <laughs> no, my mantra is I am worthy, I am enough. Oh, I love 
that yeah. so much. So. It's such a great reminder because yeah. I think we just get caught up. I mean, this is pretty much why I'm off of social media right now because mm. I just feel bad about myself. Yeah. God has blessed all of you out there who are out there on the social media. I know at the end of the episode, I was like, follow us on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I just find myself feeling bad about myself because I think the people that I follow, it's like other people who are just out there crushing it as actors or like all these guys uh, with amazing bodies and yeah. like, or people with kids. It's like it's I, that comparison and I'm not strong enough to be on social media. So like you all, you do it. I'm <laughs> proud of you. I just, I always feel worse about myself. Yeah. Um, and she also talks about like, you know, getting through like understanding our own enoughness is one, like, when you have joy in your life, when those like really great things happen, joy is sometimes one of the hardest feelings and emotions to feel because mm. we go on to the next thing. I mm. have to really stop myself when something really great happens to just be like, I just want to soak this up and yeah. feel as much of this as possible. Um, and then when you do find yourself in times of like not enoughness is practicing uh or for one julia's beautiful mantra is a great <laughs> one i have that as a, one of my mantras that is on my head all the time is i am enough i just yeah. you know have that going um which is so not sad i'm gonna say it's empowering that like we have these tools in our life because yeah. the rest of the world has been telling us that we're not enough for so long <laughs> in so many directions so glad we have this like <laughs> mantra um but also practicing gratitude mm -hmm. practicing gratitude is also just being appreciative of the things that you do have because again so much of our brain is thinking about that next step right. that we have to go to and get to right. as opposed to just being like well you know what i'm grateful uh i'm sitting here on this couch yeah I'm grateful i have a couch to sit on one nice thing i did see on social media was there was... wait hold on you saw something <laughs> nice on social media yes because like i like to follow well it popped into my feed body positive uh, messages and videos and so it was a woman who was just you know in her underwear and bra just sitting down she's like I'm having a bad body day and you know you don't have to always love your body all the time you don't mm. have to always be like oh my god I'm so gorgeous but you can respect your body and you can appreciate and this goes in with the gratitude like I am grateful to have legs that work yes I'm grateful for my lungs that mm. can breathe in air I'm grateful for my heart for beating, mm -hmm. you know, grateful for my hands for being able to yeah, <laughs> touch my knees, to touch my knees, touch, touch my, my ugly old knees, yeah. but at least they're my knees they're and I can knees. touch them. Yeah. You leave my knees alone. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, that also goes back to, so I have a closing day ritual at the end of my day. I have a gratitude journal and I just oh, write nice. five things uh, that I'm grateful for. Um, and it does, it helps. It helps to wake up the next day, even if I had a really terrible day. And I try to find something, five different things each day, because I can, yeah. you know, thank the oxygen in my lungs right, every right. day. But after a while, it's like, okay, there has to be something else. Yeah. So I try to find like five different things. So I highly recommend uh, that as well. So those are your tools. So going over the tools that you have for navigating this world that we are in right now, when someone's confronting you with something, uh, they're triggering you, stop and you say, what happened to them? And then from there, you can use the process of RAIN, recognize, allow, investigate, um, and nurture. And then if you're in a space of not enoughness, you've got Julia's mantra, mm -hmm. I am. I am worthy, I am enough. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, 
Forgive yourself for not meeting your own unrealistic expectations. Amen. Right? Like, Say it again. <laughs> forgive yourself for not meeting your own unrealistic expectations. We have the worst expectations for yes. ourselves. Uh, I'm like, ooh, today I'm going to do this and this I and know, this and this. I know. My Sunday to-do list <laughs> so hopeful and like (laughs) we overestimate what we can get done in a day and not like what we can get done in a month like sometimes Mm -hmm. those lists it's like a month-long list or even like my weekend list that i had for this four-day weekend it was like i could also wash the floors next weekend like i don't have to be bad like oh no i went out go hang out with my friends and i didn't wash my floors exactly (laughs) i enjoyed my life set yourself up to fail 100 (laughs) percent. yeah so there it is feel good we know that life can be challenging but you've got this we've got this and coming up next we have a spoiler free reactions to marvel's shang shang chi there it is shang chi yeah I'm Jesse Thorne. This week on Bullseye, David Byrne on the talking heads, easing back into live performance, and the magic of doo-wop. You don't get it very much, people doing dip 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 whoa-whoa, You don't get a lot of that. <laughs> Listen to Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. I don't want to say a major thing about movies with me. I invited you. <laughs> and then I was like, now come back home and record this podcast with me. I thought we were just seeing a movie. <laughs> I feel like, then you started setting up those microphones. I, <laughs> I want to get your reactions. So I saw, on, I saw it on Thursday, and I was like, I have to see this again. And honestly, as I left the theater, I was like, ah, oh, I want to see it again. Who would possibly go with me? And I thought, Julia. Yes. Marvel's, Marvel's uh, Shang-Chi uh, initial thoughts and this is going to be spoiler free we're not going to give you it's mainly just we're going to like talk in code of like emotions and like broad picture things that we liked you know like yes. broad broad pictures don't worry we're not going to spoil this the way that you know Aneke spoiled uh, WandaVision for me or that <laughs> uh, my friend Aaron spoiled the end of Loki for me um, <laughs> yeah we're not going to do that we're not going to do that General, I've seen it twice, but what was your uh, thoughts and reactions walking away? Oh, my gosh. I thought it was so beautiful. Mm, And mm. I love the theme of generational grief. I thought that is something that, you know, especially in America, you know, land of immigrants, Mm -hmm. you know, just thinking about the history. Because it's like um, Shang-Chi is pretty just normal guy in san Mm -hmm. francisco but there's this whole history behind Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. and just the the lightness and the darkness of it i i just i loved it i loved it and there's this idea of like yeah owning all of yourself exactly and and, and where you came Mm -hmm. from uh as well and two one of the best actually i feel like this is uh i love that first of all san francisco is getting some love in the marvel movies because ant-man also both the ant-mans also took place in san francisco um, I did really like the shots that they used from San Francisco is pretty like mm. authentically. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, sometimes yeah. I will say like even the Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm like, I don't know where y'all are. OK, now we're at the Fisherman's Wharf. But there were some <laughs> streets I'm like, no, that's not here. Yeah. But like this one, I felt like, oh, this is like actual like authentic, you know, San Francisco uh, with it. I, I think I've noticed like, again, this goes back to like the, the Gina, Gina Davis documentary. I don't know if that is her documentary, but I'm just going to call it her documentary. <laughs> 
She was in it a lot, and a lot of those yeah. facts were coming from the Gina she's Davis not, Institute. Yeah, so right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she had a hand in it. No, uh, yeah. Producer credit, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, but like, it goes back to just like the changes that we're, we're seeing. Um, that like, uh, the Marvel, and I've loved Marvel movies from day one. I have, and I, I'll watch Thor The Dark World, not often. Um, <laughs> I'll sit through it. Like, okay. you know, it's yeah. not the worst thing. It's, you know, there's a lot of other worst, you know, conflict movies I could think right, of, right? right? But on the Marvel standards, it's, you know, not the greatest. I've even rewatched The Incredible Hulk before. Like, you know, not the mm-hmm, worst same. thing in the world. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not, like, there's a lot of other, other terrible things. Um, but that being said, I love this new era that we are in. I find that as the movies get less white male, the better and more interesting that they are getting. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Um, and you're even like, you know, changing, and like, because even like, like thinking about like, and again, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier is like, we're just able to add more layers to a story, you yes. know? When you have even like, you know, Captain Marvel, her being this woman and like, Part of her journey, they were like, it was, they were, she was told for so long that like her emotions are her weakness. Right. And in the end, it was like, no, her emotions are what give her her power. Right. Like, and even Black Panther, it's a story of like ancestry and even conversations about like what would happen if slavery didn't happen to, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, black folks or even Ant-Man and the Wasp gets more interesting because, you know, Janet is up in there or Hope is up in there just making things more interesting because she's just, you know, a badass. Like, it's just your storytelling gets more interesting. And I I found that, like, with this also just being able to give more authentic cultural connection. And I also think that we're only in a place now that we could... I don't think they could tell... Could have told this story. I wouldn't have trusted them to tell the story 10 years ago. Hmm. It would have been a white director. Yeah, yeah. And it would have been... Again, the Ben Kingsley version of the Mandarin, right? Right. Which even that was getting a little dicey. People were so upset. They were like, oh, they didn't really do the Mandarin. Da, da, da. I'm glad they did a fake out in Iron Man 3 that like, I'm glad they did. Because yeah. it would have, no, they, Iron Man 3 should not have touched the idea of the Mandarin. Right. I think they did it in such a great way, revisiting it mm-hmm. and sort of like kind of poking fun or being like, Oh, see what we almost did back then? Exactly. Yes, that was a good nod. Yeah. Yeah. I also find that, like, similar, the same feelings of, like, when I watch Black Panther is just, like, the women in this film are just, it just so, there's they're fucking badasses. Right. And and they just, because the same thing in Black Panther, like, is just surrounded by amazing badass fucking women. Yeah, and I love how the film shows different fighting styles Mm. like and how you know more of the tai chi style Mm -hmm. that the women were using or that the mother was using uh and it's just you know such a dance and it's just showing it's not just about brute strength shove this fist up your yeah (laughs) (laughs) where are they shoving the fist um right in the kisser I uh, gotta keep it PG. You don't yeah. have to. Uh, but yeah, like I think, like, and again, we've come such a far way from you know. I think about like Jane Foster in the Thor movies. Again, she mm-hmm. wasn't like so much of a damsel in distress, but she is a far cry from right. like even like when you see like with Aquafina's character. I thought it was like the most realistic portrayal of male female friendship that I've yes. ever seen in a movie. Right. I was like, oh, that, because, like, usually in movies, it's like, if there's a woman, 
she's got he's got to be trying to fuck her otherwise why is she there exactly yeah but in this one although i do ship them i'm like really hoping that they i do know right and i also like that you know because her dialogue isn't just like you can do it and you support him <laughs> yes. it's like she calls him out she questions him and then she's like grimacing when he messes up and betting against him and yeah. things like that yeah so it's yeah and also too like she has her own arc as well in her own journey mm, like yeah. she has her own life i really take note when movies i i really take note when movies i again i think people are the i'm seeing a slight change in hollywood um like striving to make hit the Brechtel test, you know. Mm. Um, I was like, "Oop, here's a scene with two women, and they're just talking to each other." Right. Like they had, there's at least there's two scenes in this movie where just two women were talking. Right. Um, not about a man is the other part. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, there was a little talk about a man, but it was more so about like you know. I felt it was more about her. Yeah. At least in the second <laughs> one with uh, I won't say who. Um, <laughs> But I also felt like, yeah, I felt like all the, the women had, like, I don't know, just such their own agency and just, again, we've come such a far away where it used to be just, like, there's one woman in this movie, right, you know? Like, right. it's 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 really, I appreciate to see. The other thing, too, what I like about this new era where Anne is, like, or, like, the best Marvel movies don't have a villain but an antagonist. Like, yes. I wouldn't call... Uh, Wu, um, the dad who is who is AKA the, the comic Mandarin. book, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. comic book version of the Mandarin. And again, like again, I just appreciate what Kevin Feige is doing. Like, I think there are people who are behind the scenes. Like, there's you know an Asian director. Like, there are people. Mm. Uh, I would imagine similar because I you know uh, know a lot about how Black Panther was made because you know did the red carpet <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> met all the costume designers and all the some people but they they're making sure it's very authentic so it's mm-hmm. people who are connected to those cultures behind the scenes of yeah. it and it, it and and it and it shows otherwise i just would be terrified it's like white people behind the scenes like trying right. to right <laughs> and then they're able to comment of like yeah the mandarin that's just a dish like exactly it was some white writer in the <laughs> 70s who like you yeah. know wrote this <laughs> and uh to capitalize on like you know i the martial art movie genre mm-hmm. um but yeah like i just really appreciate the like the journey that they're going in with the antagonist these days yes i know because yeah michael b jordan and black panther was oh my god that yeah you're incredible. like and i know i felt bad i felt so bad and it's just it's so much it's deeper and it's like you see how there are these deep issues mm-hmm. that can make a person i mean if you want to say break bad but mm-hmm. it's like how yes it's, it's not it's how bad are they really i mean well and it goes back to what happened to them exactly what see happened to them. everyone's mm-hmm. got like a story so yeah. we can just sort of dive in deeper and it's in i think what's interesting is also like marvel's realized because they were getting criticized for a while of like all the villains just wanted to like destroy the world right like, that was it and they had right. no really like i mean they're forgettable. The Dark Elves, like what? Like, mm-hmm. who, can you name who the villain was in Doctor Strange? Oh. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But he wanted to, like, destroy the world or something. Yeah. Um, and then this was just such a different, it was just such a different, different approach. And who I think they're setting up, you haven't seen the end of Loki, so I will not say. But I think this next version of Thanos is going to be such a uh, deeper Thing. I really liked Thanos. Oh, just hold on to your butt. You yeah. ain't seen nothing yet. You thought Thanos was bad? You thought <laughs> Thanos was a badass bitch? Oh, just you wait because 
beep is coming <laughs> and uh beep is it's gonna be wild it's gonna be wild i can't believe you've escaped the spoilers of that's why i'm always afraid to be spoiled that's why i have to watch things mm. like right away right and you haven't been spoiled of who pops up in Loki? No, Bless. I haven't. What a great world. <laughs> Time is ticking, girl. Time yeah. is ticking. I, I mean, the internet is rife with, like, memes and... I know. <laughs> you just <laughs> avoid it? <laughs> How many more episodes left do you... I've been focusing on... I know. You've been focusing watching... on hard news. <laughs> Documentaries? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can't. I'm in total, like, I am in such a skate mode. I think in the beginning of the um, Patty Mayonnaise, like, I was doing a lot of, like, dark stuff. Hmm. I've gotten to the other side of things. I'm like, give me the good good. I want to laugh. Yeah. I'm watching Superstore. Just started BoJack Horseman, which, sidebar, you and I had a conversation of. I just started BoJack Horseman. Yes. You said it, goes, it gets dark. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm getting ready for that. I can already tell. I'm already in season two, and I'm like... This is not going to go anywhere yes. good. <laughs> yes, it gets extremely dark. My one caveat is saying this to you is that I have to, as I watch it, I have to pretend that Diane Nugent is a white girl because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's Alison Brie's voice. I love Alison Brie. Yeah, same. She's great. Yeah. She had no business voicing a Vietnamese American character. Right. And I was telling you that, like, after the murder of George Floyd, she came out and did a post and she's like, I regret playing that role. Could have mm. been an opportunity for, you know, Vietnamese American yeah, actress. Yeah. It, oh, now black man was murdered. And now you're like, Oh, I see the error of my ways. But there have been so many before George Floyd. Yes. I mean, and you cashed that check and yeah. you took that money and cashed that check. And like, I, it's, I think the, the director or creator of Bojack Horseman, he also was like, I thought animation was different, and I realized, you know, I was wrong. Same thing in Big Mouth. The um... Yeah, I mean, especially because, I mean, just with BoJack Horseman, as the series goes on, you learn more about her family Uh-oh. and everything. So then it's Ugh. like, yeah, and, like, I think so she goes to Vietnam. Like, oh, it's no. Like, At that point, sure, you yeah. would have to, like, right. I need to step away because this is talking about I'm clutching my pearls now. I am like, yeah, okay, all right. But... <laughs> So I won't even be because right now I'm just like she's white, she's white. Every time I see it, I'm just like that's just a white oh. girl. Uh, I won't be able to escape that. She after goes a while. on this whole journey of her family. No, I think at that yeah. point, Allison Brie, you say I need to step away. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Because I was telling you that uh, Kristen Bell, also after the murder of George Floyd, um, stepped back from uh, Central Park, where she plays a um, oh Catherine. It's an animated series. Keegan-Michael Key voices her dad. Catherine Hahn voices her mom. Mm. She's half black. Yeah. Titus uh, from Kimmy Schmidt is her brother. Okay. But I guess it's just like, you know what? It's really white people's fault. They made the one drop rule. And so mm. them's the rules. Like, <laughs> we always round up. I always round up. Like, I'm like, eh, black, you know? <laughs> Got 25% black. of you. It's black. Sorry, you're right. over here. The, y'all made the rule. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and also, can we just talk about how delicious uh, Simu Lu is? Yes. Oh. oh, my God. He's so beautiful. Oh. And because <laughs> I loved him in Kim's Convenience. Okay, I need to watch that. 
You haven't I seen know, it? I know, I know. I heard some people in line uh, when I was going to the bathroom who were talking oh, or raving James. about it. Yeah. Okay, adding it. I'm adding it. <laughs> I gave you a list. You okay, give me a yes. list as well. Please that works. Please watch Kim's Convenience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Those Canadians. Ugh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Drake, yeah. mm, Kim. Right? Evangeline <laughs> Lilly, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is just so delicious. Love is seen with his shirt off. That's, mm-hmm. uh, oh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the trailer. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I, I just, I just, oh, and also highly recommend if you haven't seen it, because Julia hadn't, so we watched it afterwards. But All Hail the King is a little Marvel short film. They used to film little short films before they had a Disney Plus to go and do like, you know, series. But All Hail the King follows Ben Kingsley's character after Iron Man 3, uh, his character Trevor, Trevor the actor, uh, <laughs> and follows him after Iron Man 3 and directly connects into uh shang chi yeah yeah the i know that, and i like that they filmed like eight years ago that is so crazy and i just love like again they're just so good about like honoring the canon that i mean sometimes there's some things where i'm like oh okay that doesn't like when thanos one time he already had a glove with stones on it i don't know there's all kinds of things that just oh, you know that's deep yeah, yeah. Um, or at the end of Avengers, when uh, they reveal you first see Thanos in the end credit sequence, and then uh, one of his minions is like, "Oh, but to go after the Avengers would be like chasing after death." And then he looks at the camera and he grimaces. Yeah, yeah. And the comics, Thanos snaps half of the universe because he's in love with death. Death is a character in the comics. Oh. Yes. And so that's where I thought it was leading up to. And then in Thor Ragnarok, they introduced Hela and they kept saying, she's the goddess of death. I'm the goddess of death. And I was like, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. maybe he's doing it for her. And then um, none of that. No, yes. Yeah. You perfectly set it up. But yeah. I don't know. I do think that in this new phase, love is going to be a key component for why antagonists do things. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you haven't seen everything. <laughs> I believe it there. Love is the thread that connects us all. And what happens when people's <laughs> love gets broken or when they can't handle the loss of love? Exactly. Grief. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really excited for it. It was such a great movie. Definitely go see it. Uh, make sure you're vaccinated. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait 45 days for it to come on that Disney Plus, And it'll be spoiled by then. Mm-hmm. So another incentive. You've not gotten <laughs> vaccinated. This alone. Yeah. Fucking worth it. It was such an epic movie. Like, it felt like it, the where it starts and where it ends, it's it feels like it's its own Lord of the Rings because you exactly. really go on this like mythological journey by the end. And I love seeing mythological journeys that aren't so like Eurocentric, Ugh, you know? Yes. Like enough of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe Ugh, and all get those. It out of here. It's like this, ah, this was just... Because it's rich with, also you're talking about a cult, like rich with culture that's been around for like so centuries. Exactly. Centuries. Yeah. Um, and it just, it really felt like they had done their work and their homework. Even just like the way they re-imagined uh, the Ten Rings from the comics, it was like literally rings. Yeah. But now in this, it's like, um, it's the rings that they use from uh, one of their uh, ch- uh, uh, fighting styles. Yeah. I forget what they're called. But like, so they had that like authenticity to it as well. Right. Um, I just like, I love the journey. So again, can't rave about it enough. 
Uh, the dawn of the white male superheroes world over. Building. Yes, we're world building, yes. We're building a whole new world. We're going a in some... A whole new world. Oh, we're, oh. there's a little, spo- uh, uh, a little spoiler. Tea, spoiler. If you like karaoke. <laughs> 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 we're just really excited about where it is that we're going. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eternals is coming out in November. Yeah. And I am just beyond excited. Like, you thought, again, things are going to get really fucking crazy in the Marvelverse. Mm-hmm. And if you ain't got a Disney Plus... You better get someone's password because you're about to be so confused. It's impossible. You can't show. You have to watch every one of these movies and their TV series. You're going to be confused. Yep. Even just how they get you. Even you watching that 15 minutes, all hell, the King. It was like, I know. But I enjoy it all. It's like, yeah, really great. Yeah. Yeah. I just really appreciate it. So go off. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Y'all go to the movies and get vaccinated. Oh, and the last thing about Shang-Chi, <laughs> those fight sequences. They were amazing. And they had it uh, dedicated to Brad Allen, mm-hmm. right? He was the fight choreographer. Yes. Yeah. And he worked with Jackie Chan. Yes. So a lot of that inspired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one of the most beautiful. It, I immediately had was thinking about the first time I saw a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes. In the very first fight sequence. It's so beautiful. And then to come to find out that it was inspired by, you know, that exactly, yeah. fight style. And the same cinematographer who did The Matrix did this one as well. Right, right. Just the best in the business. And, like, uh, Shang-Chi does all of his own like he does so much of his own stunts he's not hiding behind a mask he doesn't right. wear a mask or anything mask. yeah showing that beautiful Just face so and why that would body. you hide that underneath <laughs> like i always i also think he has like, one of the coolest like costumes because he, he right. just wears sneakers i love it yeah that's oh, great. It, yeah I'm so excited. Oh, and like coming soon. So I'm like, oh, I feel like everyone's going to get their representation. Miss America Chavez, who is like the Latin X Captain America, is oh. going to be appearing in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait for next year. Ugh, can't wait. But those, it was some of the best action and fighting sequences. And so I hope yeah. a lot of those other Marvel boys are like, oh, I better get to work. Because he's about to show everybody up. Because he's like exactly. doing all of his own stunts and things. Yes. So they better get with it. So there it is. Woo, yes, that Shang-Chi is so good. That fight, those fight scenes, the best that I have absolutely seen. I've seen, oh my gosh, so good. I hope you all get a chance to see it. If not, if you're not rushing out to the theaters to see it, it's just a matter of, I think, what, 40 days left before it'll be available on your at-home screens. Y'all, I forgot to tell you how to resolve Conflict. I forgot to tell you how to resolve the conflict. I told you how to process it, but I forgot to give you the last component piece. My bad. So caught up in the excitement of rain, I guess. I don't know. But here it is. So after you have processed your emotions and feelings and gone through the process of rain, recognize, allow, investigate, and nurture, if you decide that you'd like to give the person feedback on how it is that they made you feel, because sometimes... The other person doesn't know, right? And we're playing both sides of things and maybe we just don't want to make it a big deal, but we're not giving them the opportunity to make the change and the adjustment and to participate. We're having both sides of the conversation without them. So 
there is a, t- a technique that I have learned called radical candor. There is a book all about it. Uh, and radical candor, it is, uh, it's humble, it's helpful, it's immediate, it's in person and not personal. And that's an acronym that is HIP. It's H-H-I-P-P. It's humble, it's helpful, immediate, in person and not personal. So after you have, again, processed your feelings, it's important to not do it right away. Like as you're in the heat of all of your emotions and feelings and they're all jumbled up and you have not really sat with them and and and, and processed them and, and, and felt them. But once you have done that, you then can move on to the step of radical candor. So you would ask to speak with the person, let them know ahead of time, hey, I would like to uh, give you some feedback in regards to the situation that, you know, the conversation that we had the other day or the text message that you sent or the presentation that you gave or whatever it is. Want to give them a heads up that where they're not just like, oh, I thought we were just going out for ice cream. Let them know. Um, It's better to do it uh, not through text, this feedback. So if you can do it in person, but if not in person, over the phone or even Zoom or FaceTime. Great thing about Radical Candor is you can write out your feedback if you're doing it over the phone or if you're doing it on Zoom, you can have a little cheat sheet. But I definitely recommend at least before you connect with the person, at least write it out so you have an idea of what it is that you would want to say with, say to them. And so there's three things that you would do for this. You're first going to state the fact of what happened. Just the facts, not your emotions or feelings or anything like that. Not yet. Just the facts, right? So uh, in this case... You sent a you sent a text stating that I had told you how to vote, right? Or you just stating the facts there. And then you would state the impact that it had on you. So then you can start talking about the the feelings there. But first it's facts. Then you can say the impact that it had on you. Um or maybe or um Yeah, you would say the impact that it had on you. And then lastly, you would say to the person um, what you would like for them to do in the future or any consequences uh, that they may see moving forward if they're not able to um, correct this behavior that you're asking them to correct. So in this case, I could say, you know, um, you know, you sent a text. Uh, I felt um, attacked. It, It really messed with me for the next few days. I was really, you know, bothered by this. I, I felt very, you know, misunderstood. Uh, I felt that there's been this pattern of behavior here. And um, I've made this request before, but if, if the, I've done something to offend you, I would love it if you would just come to me directly, call me and not over text uh, in a group text, um, because I would love for us to, to be able to um, talk about this person to person um, directly um, and not through text. And then I could go further and say, you know, if you're this com- pattern of behavior continues to happen, I'm going to have to keep myself at an emotionally safe distance from you or psychologically safe distance from you because this is continuing to happen and I... I can't handle it. So you kind of state the consequence for them of whatever that is. I hope that is helpful. So again, if you're looking to give that feedback to somebody using radical candor, you'll get the facts of what happened, the impact that it had on you. So if it was like a job situation and there was a coworker who um, 
didn't do part of their project, you could let them know, hey, it forced me to have to work late um, and it put a lot of more stress on me. And then you could ask, make the request. So you state the facts, what happened, the impact that had on you, and then as ultimately the request that you have for them and stating the consequence of what happens if they're not able to make that, that re request. Okay. All right. There it is. And then switching gears here on a, uh, completely different note, right as we had finished recording, we got the news that, uh, amazing actor michael k williams passed away he, omar from the wire which y'all know i'd fallen in love with during uh this pandemic lovato here and uh he was in lovecraft country just an amazing amazing terrific actor gone so next week we will recap and highlight some of michael k williams is is great work and he will definitely be missed all right that's the show Remember, you can catch us on the Instagrams. We are at Minority Corner. We're also on Twitter at Minority Corner as well. Um, we're Corner spelled with the K. You could always send us an email to minoritycorner at gmail.com. And we love reviews. Give us a review if you are so inclined over on the Apple iTunes or Stitcher. Does Stitcher have reviews? I don't know find out uh write a review wherever you are it helps people to find us and we appreciate you so much big thanks to julia for stepping in at the last minute to be the guest co-host for this week thank you to sarah brown our editor and production coordinator Lori fowler and thank you to all of our uh maximum fun listeners and our members we can't do this show without you so thank you for listening to minority corner because together we're the majority love ya take care be well wash your hands Stay safe. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.